Welcome to Church on the North Coast. I'm so glad you're here. Genesis 1. Go to Genesis 1. Genesis chapter 1. That's the text for tonight. Uh, how many are afraid of the dark? If you're afraid of the dark, raise your hand. Does anybody have a fear of the dark? No? You guys are all cool with that? Okay. I'm the only one. It's all good. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know if I was afraid of the dark or not, but you know, I have this story and, and uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I think I was in about the sixth grade, and uh, I was home alone for some reason, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm Gen X, so we were left home alone a lot, you know what I mean? We were feral. So I was, I was home, and I was on the phone, and I was talking to my good friend Marlon, who lived about four blocks down. Not even that, maybe two, two or three, you know. And I'm on the phone with Marlon. And I'm home alone, and, and I'm like, we're, I don't know, you know, I don't know what we're talking about. I can't remember what we're talking about. We're just talking, you know, just having a good conversation. And I heard a noise. And uh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about over here on the front row, but that's cool. Some other people will know what I'm talking about. I heard a noise. I heard a noise. And uh, we had, uh, see, see, what you don't know is back in the day, we had phones. And the phones were attached to the wall. And... And you had these cords, you had cords that, you know, and you could get longer cords or, you know, you could use the cord that came with the phone. But they had these other cords where you had, you could walk down the aisle, you know, down the, 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 the hallway, go into the restroom and still, but you were tethered to the wall. It wasn't like today where you could just go wherever you want. So it was a long cord. So I walked from, you know, the kitchen and I looked down in the basement and it was one of those basements where, you know, it, it went like this. It went, you know, the door was here and you, you stepped down. And then you look, down, and then you walk down another, you know what I mean? So you go there, and then you go there. So it was one of those. It was a there and a there. It's very, very important for the story here. So, so I look down in the basement, and uh, I, 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 uh, it was dark. It, did I say I, it was dark? So I look down in the basement, and you know you do what you do. When it's dark, turn on the lights, Right? So I turned on the light. I hit the switch. I turned the light switch on. And I turned the light switch on, and I'm still talking around. I was like, bro, I don't know what's going on here. You know, I turned the turn switch on. And, and now here's where it gets scary, okay? Now, I turned the light switch on, all right? It was one of those lights that you have in a basement to where you could operate it from the switch up here or the little pulley switch down there. You know what I'm talking about? So the only way to turn that light off down in the basement, so y'all understand where I'm coming from, the only way that light's going off in the basement is it has to be manually chink, chink. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. So I, I was up there. I turned the light on because the light was, I thought the light was on when I came. My bedroom was in the basement. I forgot to say that. My bedroom was in the basement. So I saw it, and I'm like, no, I left the light. I thought I left the light on. So the light was off. I heard a noise. I turned the light on from up here. I ain't kidding you. I heard, I heard the chink chink, and the light went off. That was all. That was it, Jack. Over. Marlon, I'm coming to your house. And I ran right out the front door and ran to Marlon's house, and the cops came, and, and, and somebody broke in the house while I was there and was in the basement. But I, what I want you to know is 
whoever, whoever the intruder was knew that it was, it was important that when you're breaking into somebody's home, it's very important that you can't do it in the light. You've got to turn the lights off. And, and so, you know, what's this? why the reason we're afraid of the dark is because, because the God in us knows that the enemy operates in darkness. And I don't know if you've ever been in the wilderness in the dark. You ever, anybody ever walking around in the middle of the... See, a lot of Gen X did, you know. We were, you, you were in the woods, you know what I mean? That's where we went to party, you know. We, we, we went out in the middle of a field somewhere. And that, but I, there are times when I walk into the, into, the wild, into the woods at night, pitch black, no, no moonlight. This one time I was walking in, and, it was, and like I said, you know, I'm a grown man, not really afraid of the dark, but kind of afraid of the dark. No, a little bit maybe, I guess. I don't know. But I was walking into the woods, and, and I heard noises, which is not uncommon because things live in the woods, you know. But this, this sound sounded very close to me, and, and I stopped, you know. I stopped like there's something real close. So I went to looking for my flashlight in my pocket, and all of a sudden, man, whatever it was, it, it made a noise, and I think it was Bigfoot, y'all. I don't know, but I think it was Bigfoot, and I got my flashlight out, and I'm looking for Bigfoot, you know, and, but the dark is scary, and the, and, the, and the reason the dark is scary is because we know, we know that the nature of our enemy is that he operates under, under a blanket of darkness, And so I want to just, I want to prime you tonight with some scripture as I get started. But I want to I minister to the darkness that you're dealing with tonight. And everyone, you know, every one of us are dealing with some form of darkness. I got a text message earlier from a good friend. He said, hey, the, the report came back as negative. That's darkness. I, and I, I had another friend of mine dealing with a situation that's financial, and it, it, it's darkness. And so all of us are dealing with darkness in some form or another, you know. And so I just want to prime you with some scriptures tonight. Uh, I know that I gave you Genesis, but let me just give you a few more here uh, and, and kind of get you going. Uh, Hebrews 1 verse 3 says, speaking of Jesus, he says, Jesus is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down by the, at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Proverbs, that's good, right? Who, so he's the what? What is Jesus? He's the what? He's the brightness of the glory of the Father. That's good. You got to get that in your spirit. You need to let yourself know that you are in Christ and Christ is the brightness, right? He's the brightness of the Father, of the, of the glory of the Father. Proverbs 4.18, watch this. The way of the righteous, everybody said, that's me. Come on, talk to me. Say that you are right. You are, are you not? You're the righteousness of God who is in Christ Jesus. So you're the righteous. You're the righteous. But the way of the righteous is like the first gleam 
of dawn. That's what my, the translation that I use. The first gleam of dawn, which shines what? Brighter and brighter. It, it shines brighter until the full light of day. It's interesting. I want you to grab hold of this. Put this in your spirit. Dawn does not diminish in darkness. If you're approaching dawn, what does dawn do? It increases in light, right? So it says to you and I that our path does not diminish in darkness. Our path, Proverbs says, increases because we're the righteousness of the bright and shining morning star, morning star. Jesus is the morning star. He's not the evening moon. He's not the evening sun. He is the morning star. He, we, as, we, as we move in faith, we move to brighter and brighter and brighter glory in Jesus. The way of the righteous is like a gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. Look at Haggai 2 verse 9. You know this scripture, but I want to give it in the context of light now. Look, it says the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord of, uh, of heaven's armies. And in this place I'll bring peace, says the, the Lord of heaven's armies. I have spoke. He, he says, he says your yesterday, look at what the prophet's saying. He's like, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. I want you to know that the future of my bride, of the church of the living God, of those who call upon the name of the Lord, the future of the church, it, it's full of glory. It's not, it's not empty of, it's not, it's not diminishing in glory. I want you to know that your future's great. I'm giving you a hope and a future, and it's full of promise. Look at the promises of God in Haggai 2.9. The future glory, the future glory of this temple will be greater than the past glory. He's saying, he's saying listen, the, the destiny of the church is, is, is glory, is glory. And not, not lesser glory, but greater glory. You, you need to look at tomorrow and say, the, my future's not full of same glory, not full of less glory, not full of same promise, not full of less promise. My future is full of greater promises in Jesus. Luke, look at what Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 78 to 79 says, a new day will dawn on us from above. Look at this said a new day. You need, to, you need to write this down. You need to underline. You need to put this on your refrigerator. A new day will dawn on us from above because our God is loving and merciful. He will give us light to those who live in dark and in death's shadows. He will guide us into the way of peace. Man, that's a promise right there. That's a promise from the Father right there. A new day is going to dawn, not end. It's not, a new day is not going to come to an end. Look at how the, the author writes it. A new day is going to dawn. A new day is going to give, God's going to give birth to a new day. That's good. He doesn't mark it by the end of the day. He marks it by the beginning of the day. A new day is going to dawn. And it's going, it's going to grow brighter and brighter. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. And I'm not diminishing the darkness of your experiences from yesterday. Listen, I understand the darkness is there. But I understand also that the light of God is more powerful than the darkness of the enemy. John 8, 12, and this is what it says of Jesus. I could go on. I could, I could sit here all night and just read you passages on how Jesus is the light of the world. But, but this one says uh, uh, of, of Jesus in John 8, verse 12. It says, 
And Jesus spoke to them again. He said, I am the what? I'm the light of the world. I am the what? I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I want you to grab hold of that tonight. I want you to know that no matter what darkness you are facing, that Jesus is the light of life. You can't have life without the light of Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. So whatever darkness you're facing, Jesus is the light of that darkness, in that darkness. Now, go to Genesis 1. Let's read this. Read it together with me. Uh, you know what? I'm going I'm to go a little further back. Let's just start. Yeah, let's start in verse 2. It says the earth, verse 2 says, The earth was without form, and it was void in darkness was on the face of the deep. What was there? Darkness. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be what? Light. light. Let there be light. Let there be light. God said, let there be light. And there was what? There it was. There it was. God looked at the darkness, and God prophesied to the darkness. He spoke his word to the darkness. He found it one way, but he spoke his word to the darkness. He spoke his word to the darkness. And the darkness had no choice. The darkness had no choice. It, it didn't dispute. It, did, it didn't rise up and chase away the light. So the darkness just was gone. And God saw the light. It was good. And God divided the light. What else? So God spoke to the God spoke light to darkness. And, that, and then God divided the light from the darkness. So God spoke to the darkness. Then God separated light from dark. That's that's. That's good. God called, now watch this, and God, God called the light, what do you call it? That's day. And the darkness he called, he called that night. So the, now here's where you got to underline this now. You got to underline this. Probably, I didn't see it until somebody said it to me the other day. When he said it to me, I was like, man, that's so good. I'll never not, I'll never not remember that as long as I live. But here's where, here's where you need to say. So the evening and the morning were the what? Well, the first day. Now, now, you see, did you catch it? So the evening and the morning were the first day. We'll come back to that one. So, so, so three things I want to tell you tonight. Here it is. So God prophesies to darkness. God divides the darkness. And God counts the days different than we do. God counts the days different than we do. So God, God does not, God prophesies to darkness. You are, you're going to have to, you're going to have to really learn to do this. 
Because darkness, I want you to see that darkness didn't have to be prophesied, light did. God didn't have to call for darkness. Darkness is going to be there. Your darkness, listen to me, but darkness unchecked. Darkness unchecked will just continue to, to multiply darkness. Darkness unchecked, you don't have to prophesy. You don't have to ask for more darkness. Darkness is always going to be there. Darkness is innate in humanity. I love, I mean, I love the fact that, you know, people who say other people, that people are good, I, I admire those people. You know, I really do because I don't see good in, in very many people. You know what I mean? I, I like I'm just like no man. We are not good. There is darkness in us. The, we have a proclivity towards darkness. We are bent to be dark. Dark is just there. Dark is a part of our nature. Sin is in there, and it is a part of us. And so that you're going to have to excuse the dark darkness. You know, people. The darkness is so prevalent in society today that that we don't even recognize the darkness anymore. You have to forgive people for their their, uh, uh, subconscious unawareness of the darkness that is in them even. I, I have gotten to the place of where I go into an atmosphere and if I, if I sense too much darkness, because I know there's going to be darkness out there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know there's going to be darkness at Target, you know. And, and, and in the month of June, there was a whole lot of darkness in Target. You know what I mean? We know there's going to be darkness in certain places we go to. And so we're accustomed to it. But when I get into a place where I expect there to be more light than darkness and I perceive that the darkness is greater than the light in that area, I just dismiss myself, and I go, nope, not going to play there, not going to hang out there, and I just, I, just I, won't, I won't even enter into a place and spend too much time in a place, because I, if I go to a place where I expect there to be more light than dark, then, then, you know, that's not good. But darkness, you got to understand something, that that darkness will prevail, prevail where light is not prophesied. Darkness is going to prevail wherever. Darkness will always challenge your health. Darkness is always going to challenge our relationships. Always challenge our relationships. Oh, man, if I could tell you more about that. If I could, I could spend a whole three hours on how, how darkness, you know, just... It, the enemy wants to get in relationships and create darkness there. Because he knows if, if, if he can just cause covenant connection to grow dim and dark, if he can pervade and permeate, if he can enter into a covenant relationship and cause gossip and speculation and, and, and all of this you know, bitterness and offense to be there, then he knows that, man, he, he's got the church on lockdown. Because the church is the only, the only force that can prophesy the word of the Lord to the darkness. And so wherever there is darkness unchallenged, it will continue to, to swell. And so ask yourself, like, what darkness in my life am I not speaking to? 
What did, what did, what did God, God did this, man. God did this. God looked at the darkness in your life and he says, he said, he said, light come. And so you got to look at your life and you got to start prophesying the word of the Lord to the darkness in your life. You got to start, you got to do what your father did. Your father told you what to do. He said, I looked at the darkness and I saw that the darkness was there and there was chaos in the darkness. So I spoke my word of light into that and I sent my son into the light. And so what we got to do is we got to look at any dark area we're facing in our life, whether it be a diagnosis from the doctor or whether it be something that's happening to our cousins or our nephew or, or our marriage and we got to prophesy the light of Christ, the promise of Jesus to that thing because that's what God said to do. He said, I looked at that and I said, light. I said let there be light. Yeah. So you got to look at that doctor's report and you got to say, let there be healing. Yeah. Let there be peace. Yeah. You got to look at it and you got to prophesy to it. They say, oh, you're just being, you're just being like, one of them preachers, you know. I'm just telling you what the word said. It said that God, God, when he experienced the, the, the void and the chaos of, of what was in front of him, he looked at it and he said, no, no, let there be Jesus. My son is the light of the world. Son, come here. Son, come here. Go down there and live in that area right there. Son, come here. Come here. Go down there and dwell in that marriage. Dwell in those children. Dwell in that church. Dwell in that city. And wherever there is, wherever there's a dwelling of Jesus, there cannot be a, a darkness that prevails there. Wherever we, we, wherever we take Jesus and say, Jesus, dwell in our courthouses. Jesus, dwell. Dwell in our school system. Jesus, dwell in that place. Then there can't be, there can't be darkness there. But, but darkness, but, it, but it, it gets permission to stay there until you prophesy to it. Until you, until you put Jesus in it with your mouth. So isn't it interesting that Jesus, watch this, isn't it interesting that Jesus is the light and he is the word Jesus is the word. He is the logos made flesh. And he is the light. So whenever we, whenever we look in the darkness and we speak, we, we declare the promise of Jesus in that area. Wherever we put Jesus in that area, the word of the Lord comes to that area and the light of the Lord comes to that area. Chases the darkness away. But the enemy loves darkness. He, he chink, chink. <laughs> he's down in the basement and all of our, he's down there in the basement, man. He's like, we try to turn the lights on. He's like, clink. And you know what we do? What Troy did, it's in the sixth grade. I'm out. I'm out of here, man. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not messing around with this. I'm leaving, you know? But, you, you know, you can't. You are a believer. You know, I said this on Sunday in Wycliffe. I'm like, hey. You're a believer. You're, you're in this, whether you want to be in this or not, and there's only one way to, to fight in this. Said so the just shall live by faith. You ain't got no choice. You're either running or you're standing there in faith, declaring and prophesying Jesus to the situation. There ain't two ways about it. There's no middle ground. There's no this or that. There's only faith or those that aren't in faith. So, he, so, so God prophesies to the darkness. 
God divides. It said, God, look at what he did. God saw the light. It was good. And then God, he divided the light. We all want, we want God to multiply our lives. But it's only by God's grace. He can't multiply until he divides. It's his grace that doesn't allow you to multiply. Because he's like, no. When you divide something from something, there's a painful process of separating dark from light. You see, what that means is God will not allow you to live in darkness. As a believer, I want you to know that God will not allow you to dwell in darkness. It says the word of the Lord is sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides, what does it divide? The soul from the spirit. God will bring, what God's saying is that I will bring a division to your life where you won't be able to be comfortable with the sin you used to be able to be comfortable with. Because he said, because God said, I divide light from darkness. Light, he said, the light, he said, the light was good. The darkness has to go. So no matter, no matter who you are, you are not going to be comfortable dwelling any part of you in darkness. So the stuff you're hiding in the dark, God, God will come in and he will divide with his word, with Jesus. He's going to divide and he's going to tear you away from the sin that you're comfortable with. And that's, that's painful. It's painful to tear light from dark is painful but until but God won't you see God can't multiply your fish and loaves until he divides the darkness from because he because he won't he won't allow the darkness to be multiplied <laughs> he won't allow he won't allow it. He's, he, he stands there as, a, as like this line and says, you, you can't pass like Gandalf. You know, that you shall not pass. You know, you can't, you can't cross that line because, you can't, because he won't multiply darkness. He can only multiply good. So it's his grace. We're, we're asking God, multiply. Multiply my finance. God, multiply my anointing. God, multiply me. Multiply me. And just know this. Every time you ask God to increase you, God divides you. Every time you ask God for more of him, he, he, he sends his word and he pulls the darkness. More. The more we ask for more, the more he comes in and says, good, I'm glad you asked for more. Now let me get rid of that thing you've been hiding. 
Let me get rid of that. Let me get rid of that thing you've been resting. Let me get rid of that thing you've been so comfortable dwelling in for all these years. You've been hiding. Let me get rid of it, David. David, you've been walking up on that up on that rooftop, looking over there for years. But, let, but you 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 want you want your 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 kids to to sit on your throne. Okay, I got to get rid of some things. So we so we divide. God will always divide light from dark. And that hurts. Everybody say amen. amen. That hurts. That hurts. But how many want more of God? If you want more of God, if you want more of his presence, more of his anointing. Now, I've already, you got to settle this. you got to settle this in. You say, God, I, I want all that you have for me, and I don't want to leave anything on, on the shelf when I go. I want it all. I want it all. I, I, I've only got so many years, God, and so all that you have for me, I need it. So whatever you got to do, however you got to divide me, divide me. Whatever's in my heart that doesn't belong there, you got to go ahead and get it out. You, no matter how painful it is, no, how, no matter how humiliating it is to me, God, I know you love me. You're not going to humiliate me, but you will humble me. So God, go into my heart and separate the darkness from the light. Separate it from me. That's a dangerous prayer. But it's the prayer the church must begin to pray if the church is looking for an increase in the anointing that raises the dead, opens the blind eyes, that delivers the, the addict. That, that's the stuff. But you can't have that stuff without the division of God in your life. You can't have it, man. You just can't have it. You can't have the anointing up here without the division in your life, without the check of the Holy Spirit that said, nah, man, I'm not blessing that until you, until you allow the Holy Spirit to pull it out. Pull it out. So God brings division to every believer. And if we want greater, and everybody wants greater, man, And you say, well, man, this world is crazy, man. This world is nuts. Stuff is going on around here, man. I went to the post office the other day in Avon Lake. Man, you better check your city, dude. <laughs> yeah. Them hillbillies over there in Avon. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went in the post office. <laughs> and, and, man, man this, this elderly woman came in. And, and you know, they was being kind of rude and... You know, I've learned the art of, I'm not, I mean, not as good as, it, as I should be, but I've learned a little bit. So, I, you know, I kind of massaged them a little bit aggressively. Aggressively massaged them. You know, you know, I stepped forward, put my hand on the table, looked him right in his face. said, listen, man, you know, when you put your hand up like that, you know, they look like, I said, listen, man, we've got a special case here. This little boy He's adopted, you know, he's got some situations. So I need you to hear me when I tell you what I need, you know. And I looked at him like that, you know. And I didn't break eye contact, I, you know, and I didn't smile. I was, you know. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then this other cat walks out. He's mad too. They're all drinking the mad juice, all angry and bitter. And they work for us. You're in a government job. You work for us. You should be happy. I mean, you ain't doing nothing. You're getting paid for nothing. I used to have a government job, so I know, you know, you ain't doing a whole lot, you know. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I worked there. You know, six of us looking at one dude, you know, like, hey, man, not my job. That's your job, you know. And so the other guy comes out. This elderly woman comes in. And she, man, he just begins to berate her and just, just go 
at her. And I tell you, I had to ask the Lord to restrain my hands that he had prepared for war. I said, shackle them, Lord. This is not the war you were referencing when you said that. And I, you know, and so I gave him the business. I said, Becky, you take care of him. I'm going to lean over here. And then I said, <clears throat> there's darkness in there, man. And you wonder, like, how do we get this dark? How do we get this dark? We got this dark because enough Sundays went by. And we asked for God to bless us, but not divide us. Enough to, you come to his presence enough, and all you want is his presence, but not his division. Then you lose your power and authority. You lose it, man. You, ain't, you, you, you got the guns, but you ain't got no bullets. You, you, you got the name, but you got the form, but you got no power. Because you, you ask them to bless you, but not divide you. And until he divides you, you don't, get, you don't get multiplied until you get divided. You don't get more until, you, until he deals with the stuff that needs to be dealt with. So God divides. He separates. And then lastly, God counts days. And so if you're dealing with darkness today, I, I just want to tell you, man, look at this. Just, just look at this. God... God don't look at darkness the way we look at it. You know, I know we, we're all going through things, and I know we're all dealing with things, and, and that darkness is real. I'm not telling you that darkness ain't real, because at midnight, it's dark. It gets dark, right? You, Elder, it get, it, it's, it's dark. It gets dark. It gets dark. Well, at midnight, it gets dark. But, but I, what I want to encourage you with tonight is I want to show you that God, God put this in there. So you, could, so you could grab hold of it and you could live in hope even in the darkness. Watch this. And then in verse 5, he said he called, he called the light by a name. He called the light by a name. And the darkness he called, he said that's going to be night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. You see, we, we, the way we count days is different than the way God counts days. The way we number our days is different than how God does it, you know. See, we go from, we go from the morning. We count our days this way. Look at me. We count our days from the morning to the evening. You see, the, we're, and, that, and that, that's because that's the normal, natural way of counting days. Yeah, that's the way you know, uh, normal, that's the way of the earth to count the day. You count it from the moment your eyes wake up to the time they go to sleep. But if you count it, if you count it in your humanness, you're counting it in the power of your humanness. You're saying, my day, here's what, you, here's what we uh, subconsciously uh, uh, believe. We believe that our days are growing dimmer with the way we believe of a day. We believe the days are growing weaker. We believe the days are growing darker. We believe the day is growing more evil. We believe 
believe that day is growing less and less full of his power. But God don't count days like that. God counts days from midnight to morning. God says last night it was dark and I know what you've been through and I know what you're coming out of and I want you to know that I'm aware of the darkness but I don't want you to get hung up in the darkness, child of God. I want you to know that I'm the bright and the morning star and the dawn's about to break and I want you to know that your light is not growing darker and darker but your light is your life is becoming brighter and brighter and brighter and the glory of the last temple is not to be compared with the glory of what's to come i want you to know there's faith in jesus and you can you can expect for the goodness of god you can expect to be healed you can expect for the good promise of god to be fulfilled no matter what darkness you're coming out of god don't count your days the way you do god says god says i know what you've been through but, I, but listen, I want you to know the better days are in front of you. I've given you a hope and a future. I want you to know. Look at what, Now let's go back and reread those passages because I want you to see this. Now Hebrews 1 verse 3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his power. The brightness of God is shining over your life. Proverbs 4.18, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter into the full light of day. Your light is getting brighter. Your life is becoming more hopeful, more full of God's promises. Haggai 2.9, the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. Your tomorrow's better than your yesterday. You're going to be healed. You're going to walk in the goodness of the land. You're going to walk in the promises of God. I know you've been through some things, but I want you to know tomorrow's going to get better. Here's what Luke 1, verse 78 to 79 says, a new day is going to dawn on you from above because your God is loving and merciful. He will give light to those who live in a dark place and in death's shadow. He's going to bring light into that place. Because why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. And I need you to put that, I need you to put that deep down inside of you because darkness Darkness is all around you. And so let's stand tonight as I close, and I want to pray for you tonight. If you're experiencing darkness tonight of any kind, I want you to take these scriptures home, and I want you to meditate on them daily. If you're, if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of darkness and death, I want you to read those scriptures and know that you're, gonna, you're coming out. You're not living in the darkness. You were never created to dwell in valleys. You were created to be on the mountain with God. So God is always moving us. God is always moving us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He is moving you out of sickness and into healing tonight. Come on, just lift your hands. Just lift your hands all over the place. He has moved me. Come on, come on. He, come on, just be, begin to believe that. Begin to believe that. God is moving me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I declare over you, God is moving you out of sickness and into healing and wholeness. Out of weakness into his strength. When you are weak, He's strong. I declare the strength of the Lord now is your joy. Joy is returning to you. Joy, the laughter of God is coming upon you tonight. Out of depression, into joy, out of addiction, and into the freedom that's found in the presence of the Most High God. Out of confusion and into clarity. God, you have the mind of Christ. Darkness being chased away in your mind. Out of lack and 
and into the plenty of God. Your future is hopeful and bright because Jesus is the light of your world. Now right there with me, give God permission to divide you. Come on with me tonight to say, God, I give you permission to divide the light from the darkness, the secret darkness, the ambitions that aren't yours, the darkness, the addiction, the anger, the offense, the resentment. Divide me, the lust, the lies. Divide me. Divide me. I give you full permission. Separate me from it. I said he is faithful to forgive. He is so faithful to forgive. He is loving and merciful. And right now I just declare a multiplied presence, the Savior of the world over your life. Not addition, not addition. God doesn't add, God multiplies. <laughs> he multiplies, he multiplies. He's multiplying in your life. Joy, freedom, provision, strength and healing, victory, favor, confidence, hope. Hope, hope again. There's some watching online. You're dealing with a, a diagnosis from a doctor that says it's impossible. But I want you to know, it's not growing darker. It's growing brighter. This is the promise of God. This is the promise of Jesus. He is the light of the world. He is your light. Come on, just give him, say, God, I just give you permission. I give you permission. Right now, invade the space of my heart and my mind. I give you permission. Chase away the darkness like only you can. I bless you. I thank you, Jesus. You're here tonight. You're watching online. Never surrendered your life to Christ. Pray this prayer with me. You walk out that door. You turn off this broadcast one of two ways. Going to heaven, able to bring heaven to earth, or separated from God for all eternity, condemned for a hell that was never created for you. There's no middle ground. You either saved, going to heaven, you're condemned but the good news is this Jesus came he died a death that was meant for us hung on a cross that was ours laid in a grave that was mine and we was rose on the third day and he resurrected me with him and you with him and he just put, put all of your faith in what he did you say I receive it you could be saved tonight so pray this prayer with me. Saints are praying all over this room. Saints are praying online tonight. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me my sins. They are, they are many. They are many. And you've got to acknowledge that. They are many. And I ask you to forgive me of yesterday's, today's, and, and tomorrow's. I know that you are that powerful and you are that sovereign. Forgive me of all of my sin. I repent. Come into my heart. This is the place where sin is conceived. I ask you to come into my heart 
and make all things new for me. Make me brand new. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. I give you my life. Take it now. Change the world. All for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I bless you tonight. Thank you for being a part of our Wednesday night service. We love you. We're praying for you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. God bless you as you go tonight.